Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, advice that will sharpen your focus, and expert information on real estate, finance, and market conditions. Josh Pono, thank you so much for joining us for the Mike Litton Experience. We really appreciate you, bud. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. So like we talked about, everyone has a story and our passion is to help them tell it. So with your permission, what we'd like to do is start at the very beginning of your life story, go all the way up to today, and then we'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about that's happening today or tomorrow, okay? Sounds great. Cool. Sounds great. So where were you born? Simi Valley, California. Okay. Did you grow up there? Uh, I lived there till I was about uh, six or seven, and then uh, I moved around a million different times. Okay. Why did you move a million different times? My mom was somebody that thought that if your life was completely screwed up, you didn't need to change your choices. You just needed to change your city. Oh, so uh, it's all and, about the and, locale, huh? Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, uh, uh, I had a divorced family. My mother and my father were married and divorced when I was two. Very, very toxic relationship. And both of them struggled with uh, uh, just some of the stability in their life. And so uh, I had to go live with her sometimes. I had to go live with him sometimes. And both of them were constantly moving to find new opportunity. And um, unfortunately, uh, wherever you go, what's the saying? Wherever you go, there you are. Right. right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So so where did you go to high school? Uh, a couple different places. So uh, I'd gone to Thousand Oaks High School, which is also okay. in Southern California. And yeah. then I ended up graduating from Conejo Valley High School, which was uh, right down the road in Newberry Park. Okay. Okay. It was a continuation school. Cool. So what was your favorite thing about high school? Uh, None of it, which is why I figured out a way to graduate when I was 16 with a degree. I gotcha. That's cool. So you graduate from high school. Where did you go? Uh, After I graduated from high school, I moved to the other side of the country to live with my father. His whole family is from uh, Rhode Island. And uh, I was at my mother had gotten married and I was not into having a new figure of authority. They were putting some uh, restrictions on me that uh, were quite oppressive. And uh, I at the time, my father was back in the picture. And so uh, things were good. And I was off to Rhode Island. That's cool. So how long were you in Rhode Island? Uh, about four years, I'd say. Yeah, four years. Okay. And then after Rhode Island, where'd you go? After Rhode Island, I moved back to California uh, and I came back to uh, San Diego. He had left Rhode Island, moved to Rhode Island. I was there for a few months, finishing out a relationship uh, with a young lady and that had ended and it was time for me to come back home. I was, I'm was i a born and raised uh, California kid with a couple of pit stops here and there. There you go. A little moving around though, right? So yeah. so you end up in San Diego. Is it because dad's here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, 
East Coast is great to visit. Uh, there is definitely a culture difference, right? Yes. East Coast is is much, much different than Southern California. And most of my family uh, considered me, you know, this uh, dope smoking hippie from California because I just didn't feel like it was necessary to scream at people for, you know, making a left turn a little bit soon, you know? Right. I got you. Well, you live longer that way, right? Yeah, that's right. So you come out to California, you join dad. How long are you out here with dad? Uh, I was, uh, I lived with him for a couple months, you know, I'm 20 years old. I lived with him a couple months long enough to, to get my feet on the ground. Uh, I it was my first time being in San Diego, never lived there before. Didn't have any friends, you know, nothing other than him. And so, uh, three months in, I, I got, uh, my own place and, and, uh, so it was a short stint. Okay. So where was your first place in San Diego where you're by yourself? Uh, North Park on, uh, University Avenue and Arizona street. Oh, I love North Park. That's a great area. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. So what were you doing for a living? Uh, at the time, I was uh, selling doors and windows uh, and specialty sales at Lowe's. My father was a general contractor. I worked with him full-time construction, building houses and stuff from the time I was you know, 16 to 20. And uh, I started working with him a little bit out here. I got tired of being hired and fired 38 times a week. And I needed, <laughs> some, I needed some stability in my life. Yeah. And so uh, I ended up going to work at Lowe's. I'd worked at Lowe's. Uh, that's actually the, the job that I transferred from, um, from Rhode Island. That's how I got here with the, the money is uh, uh, through Lowe's. Okay. Okay. So what was your favorite thing about working for Lowe's? Uh, again, not getting hired and fired, you know. Uh, 38 times a week, right? Yeah. Actually having an HR department, you know, yeah. um, that would protect you from uh, verbal abuse and, and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh also, it was my first opportunity to really get into a, an official sales job where my rewards and efforts from helping and serving people, I was really good at selling doors and windows because I had installed them, right? And so when you go right. into Lowe's, you get these people that never done the job, didn't know what they were doing. And when people could come in, not only could I talk about the products and what was important about them, but I could also talk about the installation and why this product was easier to install, et cetera. And, and so by giving people phenomenal service, they're already there to buy. It's an order taking type of job. Right. Um, I was able to excel and and set records and do that kind of stuff, which and then they still paid those people commission. So the ability to go out and make more money than I ever made by helping people and being valued, that was really cool. I was looking for a place where they really valued me um, because cool. of, of my drive and my knowledge. And, and so I, I was a valued member of the community until I wasn't. That's cool, man. So what made you leave Lowe's? Uh they, uh, they, they, they cut my commission. I'm not a, uh, this was my first real run in with corporate America. Also, you know, great company, got nothing but, uh, you know, things to say, but one of the managers had come in and, and I'd been working on this sale, uh, that was the largest sale that I had ever worked on. And it was going to be about a $2,100 commission. Our average commission normally is like about $300. I had worked on, uh, endlessly. I mean, this was an order that it took me probably 10 hours to, it was a custom order. Uh, mm -hmm. because of my speed and efficiency, that was 10 hours. That was fast. Everybody else would have taken 20, 30, 40. I put all this work into it. I had called the vendors. I had already pre-negotiated discounts so that anytime we discounted product at Lowe's, we would go from making 3% commission all the way down to a quarter percent commission just by wow. discounting five or 10%. So I'd already negotiated a bunch of stuff. The, the sales rep or the, uh, the client had come in, they had changed the order three, four, five times. I, I just kept doing it on the fifth time. They had dropped the ball and, and sent me in new measurements. And so rather than carve out my whole day and mess up all my sales, 
I had said, hey, I'll get to that tomorrow. Well, they were impatient, even though they had changed the order a million times on me. They came in an hour before my shift. The manager being weak and not understanding the value of the time I put in had tried to hand the deal off to somebody else. Hmm. I walked in, somebody's at my desk doing my deal to change one window. That one window to push the order through that he tried to give away took that sales rep two hours just to do that one window. Keep in mind, I said the whole 20 you know, uh, 30, 50 window order, whatever it was, was right. a total of 10 hours, right. one window changed two hours. And so I walked in, I'm like, what's going on here? They're like, well, you dropped the ball. I said, well, I dropped the ball. Right. Yeah. And that was their assumption. And so they had then given additional discount, not knowing the file. And so my $2,000 sale went down to about $300. And then at the end of the day, uh, I, I called the manager aside and said, hey, we got to talk, man. You just cost me a bunch of money because you didn't know what you were doing. He was the new manager that they had promoted. He didn't have any experience. And, and he said, well, if you would have done your job, I wouldn't have had to. And so at that point, I said, OK, time for. And, and so for the next three or four months, I became probably the worst employee mm -hmm. uh, and kind of rode my time out. And then I found something better. So what was the uh, thing that you found that was better? Uh, after that, I went and sold tools. Ha ha. You know, I went and sold tools cause they were commissioned and, and I had been recruited. Uh, one of the owners of this company came in, they gave me a problem guy, a uh, problem, uh, sale. He was looking for a thousand bucks indoors. He was the owner of this very prestigious tool company at the time, Vegas, San Diego. Uh, I want to say Utah as well. And I ended up upside upselling him to a $7,000 door. And wow. so he said, Hey, do you want a job? And at the time, I, he said, I'll pay you more money and I'll give you more freedom and flexibility. I said, let's go. I'm in. I went and interviewed. They gave me the job and I said, see ya. So what was it about the tool job that worked for you? I was buying time. Yeah. You know, I, I went there. Uh, unfortunately, it was found out that uh, the owner, he really loved me. He saw something. He saw himself in me and he wanted to fast track me. And, he, and, you know, I went to his company, I was out selling everybody and I was the new guy and the, the owner's pet and all that stuff. And so within, within weeks, it had come out that I made more money as an hourly uh, sales guy than my manager's manager. And once that happened, the whole environment turned toxic. I was buying some time. And so I reverted back to old habits. I called pops. He hadn't fired me in a long time. So I guess he had changed. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, Hey man, I'm back in action. He said, come work with me. And I did. So you worked with dad for how long? Oh, it wasn't long. <laughs> uh, worked with dad for, um, I don't know, six, seven, eight months. This is this is also leading into like 2007, eight crash time. Yeah. And uh, I was working for him for a little while. And and before you know it, we were back into the same old pattern. Yeah. So 2000, 2007, 2008 hits. How does that affect you? Uh, you know, he was always a referral only guy. I mean, listen, I can say a lot of things about my father, but he was a master at his craft. He was a perfectionist. He's part of the reason why I have the drive and the work ethic that I do. You know, you weren't full time and you couldn't say you're full time until you work 60 hours. You couldn't say you're a hard worker till 80 and 100 was a man's job, you know, a man's work. And so um, uh, for the first I, I had hit this point where I, I knew it was time to go and I needed something. And so uh, but he was always everybody was referral, right? He did such a good job with the client. The client's always right. Give him a great deal, stand by your work and honor it. So even though it was, it was crazy, we had relationships. And so he had work. He had, had a few developers that were still, you know, they were capitalizing on the market. They right. were investing. So we were good from a, from a workflow standpoint. Gotcha. That's cool. So, so you leave dad at some point and you go to work where? Uh, 
I couldn't find a job for the first time ever. Right. So again, it's in the crash and I've always been a hard worker. It was a tough been, time, man. You know, it was, it's funny. I had, I had a, a boss one time say, you know, careful, Josh, we might fire you. And he's kind of joking. I'm like, do you know how many times I've been fired? You got to threaten me with something I care about, right? right? I'm experienced, man. I know how to tolerate being fired. It does not yeah, hurt my feelings. going to intimidate me, right? Yeah, I've been fired 48 times, man. I'm experienced. like 38 times in one week. And and you know, it was funny because I looked at him. I said, do you know how valuable you've made me? I'll make one call and get three jobs, man. Figure that out, right? <laughs> and so uh, I, I couldn't find a job, though, for the first time. It was, it was 2009. And um, I'd always have a, had a vision from the time I was 13. You know, I come from very humble beginnings. Um, my mother was 19 when she had me. My father was 21. Uh, they both came from uh, some really, really challenging upbringing. And they were just kids trying to make their way. And they battled with addiction and whatnot. And so, um, so you know, I was looking for something different. But at the same time, I, uh, my grandfather, he used to, he was a, by marriage, he used to come in and he was a, he was an entrepreneur. You know, he was an original starter of like beach volleyball back in Santa Monica, back in the day in the sixties, he had a, a hot dog stand. He used to have a milk business. He became a, a casino guy that was uh, insecure. Like he just, he's a day trader. He bought real estate and, and he used to come grab me out of these toxic environments and take me to Palm Springs where he had, had stuff. And I'm going somewhere with this. And he told me when I was like 13 years old, he was like, you know, Josh, you've got to get into real estate. That's your ticket out. He's like, there's three reasons why. One, people will never stop making babies because it feels good. Two, they're always going to need a place to live. And three, the earth isn't getting bigger. And so the best part about real estate is you put your money in there, you let it grow, and then you can retire early and live like me. You can have a different life. And yeah. from, that, from that point on, it was like, okay, that's my path. Now, fast forward to this moment we're back now, I can't find a job and I'm actually in Palm Springs with them trying to recruit. I'm depressed. I'm in this area. And I get this random phone call on January 31st. I forget which year. I think it was like 2008, January 31st. And this, this company by the name of Z57 calls me. And they're a website real estate marketing company. They only sell websites, bad websites, to real estate agents. Right. It's in the middle of the crash. And I'm I'm ignorant. I don't even know what that means. Right. Like yep. you sell real estate websites. Never was it like mm, that might be tough. Right. Yep. Like. And, and so they call me up on January 31st. They say, hey, we had an opening for our our, our January class. I'm, I'm sorry, December 31st. They, we had an opening on, on our January class. Come in for an interview. I'm like, dude, it's January 31st. It, you know, uh, I'd, I'd have to literally leave now, drive three hours, get there, come back. Like I'm in the middle of a, a hanging out with my grandparents. Um, they're like, well, if you don't come now, you can't have the job and you'll be out of it. You know, you can maybe go for February. So mm -hmm. I drive all the way down there. I, I I sit in front of him and he, and you know, it's like Sunday afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. I've just driven two and a half hours. And he's like, so tell me why you want the job. I'm like, dude, I just left a family get together, drove two and a half hours to be here to start work tomorrow and cut my vacation short. If that doesn't say I want the job, I don't know what does. Right. And I said, by the way, where'd you find me? He goes, you replied. I said, I never applied to the job. And, and real Mike, I never applied to that job. And they, I don't know how they found me, but it was real estate. And it mm -hmm. was like, huh? And I said, well, I need a job. It's 12 bucks an hour. It's better than nothing. And it's real estate. I've always had this subconscious real estate thing. Yep. I'll give it a shot. And that's where I went. That's cool, man. So you sold websites for Z57. Yeah. Yeah, they even made a website about me. Agents, uh, Z57 stopped calling and they talked. I worked my way up to a, a coach and then I was the trainer. So every month, you know, I was there for almost four years and mm -hmm. every month they bring in 20 new 
people, people that were mortgage lenders that, you know, after the crash needed a job. I mean, we, we would hire people that fresh out of jail. Like it was, it was a churn and burn, keep them in hundred, hundred sales reps on the floor, very much a boiler room style, phenomenal sales training, yeah. phenomenal nationwide, like uh, accredited sales training. Um, the, the leadership there came from the Cutco background, mm -hmm. just a phenomenal sales program. And um, uh, they had a website, you know, uh, the, the, this trainer teaches them hang up or sign up. And I was laughing. I was like, Ooh, that's me. Uh, right. So I was, I was an enemy to agents for a little while, even though what made me good at that job is I could teach them how, what made me good, just like back at, 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 at doors and windows, mm -hmm. I knew how to take the product and make it work. And so with agents, I learned, Hey man, you're doing this mailer, you're doing this flyer and you're not putting a call to action. You're not driving the traffic to your website. You don't got a lead capture device to capture the lead. You don't got anything to follow up with them automatically on the backside. What if I could double your results from your mail or your flyer? Would that be something you'd be interested in? Yeah. So I would teach them how to make this crappy product work. And it was at a great price. So I, that's what I did. I taught agents how to take websites. And this is back when IDX had just come out. Right. I know you know about that. Yeah. So in 2000 or 2001, pardon me, I opened the Keller Williams office that I owned for 18 years. Yeah. And so I had a Z57 website in 2008. I bet. I did. So yeah. I remember you guys really, really well. So yeah. they were a good company from, I mean, listen, that was in the days where website, I mean, I'm not knocking them, but they were not any, they were, they were not a great product. They were an old product. It worked for some people. It was affordable. Uh, I am extraordinarily grateful that I spent four years. They gave me a foundation to help me get where I'm at now. And I will always look back on that with fond memories. And it, it's a, a, a staple in how I've, I've gotten where I'm at. So I, I love them. And, uh, it was, it was a, a okay product. Yeah. Yeah. I it love was, you, Steve. And, Don't take it personally, but they were really good at closing, man. They were really good at closing. They got me. So they used uh, to, they, we used to have to send cease and desist letters because Einstein's, which did websites for doctors and other yeah. companies locally, homes.com, you remember them. They mm -hmm. used to send their people to get hired and then have them quit 90 days to come get hired at that. Right. And I ran that like training a free program. training deal. Yeah. And I, and that's what part of me, what made me great is that you want to get great at sales, train it. Yeah. And so every 30 days I ran a training program the same way. And then I became the coach. So like, it was just like ingrained in my DNA, which is why, and I met some phenomenal connections that still serve me today because there's still some of the legends in this at, you know, the guy who's president of side that used mm -hmm. to be the, the president of sales at Zillow for the last yep. six years, Steve yep. Capezza, uh, one of my first mentors, I was his coach on his team when he was back at Z57 and I still have that connection. So, and I That's can name awesome. five or six major industry players in that connection that, you know, the CEOs of Greer Allen and Boomtown, all these different places, I made some phenomenal connections that have served me well in my career. That's cool, man. Good for you. So yeah, you stay you. with Z57 for four years. Yeah. Then where do you go? Uh, I was burned out, ready for a new challenge. Uh, I had done everything there was to do. I was running my own team. I'd gone back in sales because I, I, I don't want to manage a team. I'll just go sell and make more money with less responsibility. We know that 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 game as well, right? Yeah. And um, a guy by the name of Eric Pointer calls me up. Well, actually, he called my mentor. Um, and said, hey, I want to hire you to build this startup company. And he said, I'm busy and building up conversion. And he said, well, who's the next best guy in the country to do this? And, and luckily, he said, it's Josh Pono. So I get a phone call from him says, this guy named Eric Point is going to call you right now. I told him you're the best in the business besides me. I said, thank you. There and you uh, 
I ended up going and, and helping build Agent Jet for uh, Eric Pointer was a master of, of, of real estate. He ran a team. It maybe took him 15 hours a week. It had 90 sales a year by referral. He had everything dialed in like he was a, he was the next mentor for me. And so I went and did that because if I was going to build a real estate empire, I should probably learn from the masters who have actually done the job and get sure. another piece and another mentorship. So I was there uh, at Agent Jet. And now instead of selling $50 websites, I was selling websites and leads and PPC and SEO that was like 2,500 a month. Yeah. So it was a, it was a much bigger opportunity. That's cool, man. And a bigger challenge. So you go to Agent Jet yeah. and you help them build it. Yeah. Right. And how yeah. long are you there? Uh, I want to say a year and a half or two years. Then they they made a, a strategic error by partnering up with a guy that was a, a very successful, savvy businessman, but he was savvy in, in shipping and pharmaceuticals. And I remember meeting him and they said, this guy's going to take us in the future. And the funny thing about real estate lead gen, working with agents is unique. It's unlike, especially when you're selling them software and leads, they behave differently. They act differently. There's some caveats. And, and most of the people that come in from outside the industry, they try these outside strategies and not to be arrogant, but it's like, yeah, we thought of that two years ago and this is why it didn't work. And, and so he comes in and says, you know, we're going to change it. I said, Hey, why real estate, man? It's a, it's a unique game. He said, well, all my billionaire buddies said, I'm a two trick pony. So I'm here to show up. And I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh -oh. this is, this is a vendetta for you. Okay. And, um, that's something I, to prove. yeah, that's, that's not a good idea, man. And so, uh, they came up with this really bad idea where I said, well, hey, we're selling our product for 2,500. Imagine how many you could sell if it was 100. I said, you're devaluing the product, you're devaluing the brand, and it takes me just as long to sell a team who needs a $2,500 a month software with leads as it did to take a $100 sale. So you're not, you're, you're, and you pay me based on volume. So you're right. literally trying to cut my, and they said, well, you got to get on board or you don't. And right around that time, I was really praying and, and going through my, you know, God, send me something like this is not what you got me doing. And right around that time, I get a, a an opportunity for the next spot. Okay. And what's the next? I didn't want to just roll into it. I wanted to make sure I could, you know, uh, right. so the direct, I, I called everybody in the, in the nation, Mike, Boomtown clients, Tiger lead clients, realty generator clients, sync clients this is when sync was a nobody. And uh -huh. I called everybody and I said, Hey, I'm calling you because you have one of these platforms and agent jet is considered the latest and greatest. Even boomtown clients think we're the latest and greatest. And so agents, you know, with those systems, Ooh, I want the latest one because it was exclusivity. Right. And so I created so much of a storm with agent jet that all of a sudden boomtown clients were going to the, the support and the director of sales going, who's this agent jet guy? Who's this? Da, da, da. And so the director of sales, David Kim, um, David Yim, sorry, David Kim was my manager. David Yim does a secret shop. He's got to find out, you know, about agent jet. So he, he comes, becomes an inbound lead. He pretends he's an agent. He does a demo. And at the end of it, he's like, we have to get this guy. And so boomtown recruited me and moved me to South Carolina okay. and with my family. And so I, I, I went there and that was just incredible. Yeah. So you how long were you with boomtown? About two years, maybe a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Then what? Uh, then I was tired of talking to agents. I was like, I swear to, I swear to sweet baby Jesus, that if I have to hear one more person ask me about lead generation or tell me leads are weak or tell me they don't work, I'm going to lose my mind. I burned out. I've been calling most people in that business. They fail after 90 days, very high churn. That's why, I mean, they're just, they just don't get it. And so, um, I was ready to, I, I finally figured out that software sales 
pays out 3% of the gross sales. Right. And then I got hit by a lightning bolt and said, holy smokes, I know what else pays 3% of gross sales, real estate. Absolutely. I've been telling, I've been telling everybody that I'm this phenomenal salesman and I know how to build a real estate business, right? I've been mm -hmm. King Kong on the phone. What if I'm really King Kong, why am I not selling real estate? Why am I telling other people how to do it? I know where to get the leads. I know where to get that. So I moved back to San Diego, no sphere of influence, called a buddy of mine who used to be the first, he was the first lead ISA that Dan Beer ever had when he was doing 25 million. Yeah. Uh, Austin Fisher, phenomenal guy. Yep. And I said, hey, man, I'm coming back. I'm building a real estate team. You want in, you let's partner up. And, and I came back and I had 60 grand total, got a place and said, we're going all in. We're taking the island or we're going to die. And uh, we started the Fisher Pono Realty Group in San Diego in 2017. That's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. So bad. is that where you are now? Is that? I don't know. Okay. We, we can keep going with the. Keep going. Next. Keep going. We're good. Um. I did that for about a year and a half with him. We sold 33 homes our first year. Yeah. We sold 33 homes our second year. Most of it was canceled and expired. Realtor.com leads, Zillow leads, Quazoo leads, internet leads, Facebook leads, very much outbound lead generation. Right. What I learned very quickly is that although I was very good at knowing how to generate leads, how to call the leads, how to get convinced the leads that I was the guy, um, I didn't know anything about selling real estate. Yeah. Right. And I used to mock some of the agents of like, oh, this is easy breezy. And then I found this great, great, great appreciation for the people that have been in business 20, 30 years that were the true seasoned professionals of like, what do you do with an appraisal contingent when it comes in low? What about contingent? You know, all that stuff that you need to know. Yeah. And so despite my success, I was almost broke. I was spending six grand a month. I literally presented, Mike, you'll love this. I literally went to three lenders, never sold a home, landed here. I knew about MSA agreements. I knew about, and I literally called, cold called three lenders and was like, hey, I want to introduce myself. I want to talk about partnering up. I'm uh, building a team here in real estate. And I was like, I need $2,500 a month for 12 months. And then we're going to go up. And they're like, um, how many homes you sold? I'm like, zero. And they're like, you want $2,500 a month for me? Yeah, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And I told them the story. And they're like, do you know how many, eight, how broke I'd be if I gave every, uh, every agent 2,500? I said, that's cool. Don't care. None of them have ever done what I've done. And I've, I've done this stuff and I know what to do. And, and so one was crazy enough to give me that. And we ran and we did well. Um, but after about a year and a half, you know, I didn't know about building the business. I didn't know about overspending. I didn't know about red light, green light. I didn't know about one, three, fives. I didn't know about any of this stuff, Right. I know a lot about a little. And so I realized that if I was going to build the empire and get to where I wanted to go, I needed to get much more efficient and much more knowledgeable about the actual business of real estate. And right. so I ended up partnering up with a, a, a randomly rant one night. I get this uh, every single little opportunity, by the way, I didn't look for it. God just kept sending me this. Hey, this is your next spot. And it yeah. would just pull me and I would just go. Yeah, and that's the I way it works, risk, man. You know, I would risk and I would bet and I would take a leap of faith and, and my wife would look at me and she's like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're on our way. And yeah. she's like, when are we going to be there? I'm like, we're almost there. And she's like, you keep saying that. I'm like, and we've never been closer. Right. We're getting closer. We're going. And, and so I get this random email um, by the guy of, uh, by the guy in the name of Brian Kane. I'm sure you know who he is. I do. And, and he's a Gary Keller top 100 and he's looking to go to level seven and mm -hmm. he's sells 120 homes every single year. And he's looking for a lead listing agent, my specialty. And he's yeah. looking for possibly a sales manager to get him out of production. And I, I get the cherry of, man, if I crush it and kill it for this guy for a while, I get to take over his book and, and help run the team. And that's all stuff that I've been preparing for, for, for right. a decade. 
Right. And and on top of that, the amount of money that I'd have to pay in splits and whatnot to not have any expenses. And I'm feeling the pressure and the weight and I can get the coaching and the training and everything. I'm like, I'm in. Right. And um, I went with him and uh, I was there for three years. Uh, first year with him, I did 33 deals. Second year, I did uh, 50. Mm -hmm. um, that was 2020. And I was running, I was helping manage the team and I was help growing the team and, and uh, things were going really, really well. That's awesome. Brian's a great guy. I uh, yeah. obviously know him through Keller Williams and uh, owning, you know, the, the, the market center in Escondido. Brian and I dealt with each other quite a bit. Yeah, and he's, when my, I actually uh, he's left my big Keller brother. Williams, when I left Keller Williams, nearly all of our agents went to his North Inland office. So, yeah, yeah. so we got a chance to work together quite a bit. So, yeah. so you're with, you're with Brian for how long? About two and a half years. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, huh? well, then I, then I started, then, then it came time to where it was like, you know, I was, I was really spending a lot of time. I was doing 30 to 40% of the entire team's production. I'm doing management. And, and I, I realized that it's like, Hey, if I'm going to give up on building my brand and build him and, and go that route, then we need to form a different level of partnership. I can't just right. be an agent, a regular agent with splits and stuff. And so, uh, it was time for me to move on and it was time for me to go. And, and, uh, at the same time, uh, another opportunity. Um, uh, I got invited to go help, uh, Guy Ravid and, and, uh, Ryan Ahern. They were, uh, part of the Altman brothers from million dollar listing LA. Yeah. And, um, they were trying to really get their business and their brand going here in San Diego. And, and they had offered me, you know, I could keep the Pono brand. I could help with the Ahern brand. Ahern does 60, 70 deals a year, solid yeah. guy. And I could also do the marketing for all three brands and for the Altman. And that started to be like, all right, cool. I can do luxury with lead generation, all that. I can, I can see if I can crack the code of how to launch a brand there. I mm -hmm. can do my Pono business. I can do that, man. That's fun. Multiple brands. And I, I love that entrepreneurial business break stuff down. And so I ended up making the jump um, because I used to watch that show when I was on Z57. And when they got Jacob as their first assistant ever on that show, I saw Jacob and he's a, he's a guy that makes, you know, millions of dollars a year. Now he's done an incredible job. I used to see him and competitively and enviously be like, I could smoke that guy. I could crush right. that guy in sales. And I had always kind of had that in my back of the mind. So here I am thinking this is a manifestation of God just falling into me. And so, you know, it's hindsight looking, you know, backwards, you're always like, maybe that wasn't from God. Maybe that was just you kind of looking for an easy way out. And I went with them for a while, which was a lot of fun and a lot of experience and started doing some, some $10 million stuff and some higher stuff. But really quickly with it, I, I knew almost instantly when I was there, it wasn't the right fit for me. I felt like a square peg in a round hole. I felt like a fish out of water. Um, lots of changes, very different, you know, quick changes and stuff. And it just wasn't for me. And so what I ended up, uh, I ended up partnering up with first class real estate, um, okay. first class real estate, uh, the founder, like the Gary Keller of first class real estate, his name is Ryan Finch. And yeah. I met, I met Ryan Finch back when I was selling websites at agent Chet, And he was a guy doing 500 sales a year. He had the REO banks. He was getting 30, 40 listings a day sometimes. And he was a systems entrepreneur working 35 hours a week, living in a mansion, just humble Christian guy. And he'd become like a big brother. He used to call me back and I need another system and another system. And so I love him because he was a multiple client. Right. Yeah. And over the years, he had kept trying to recruit me when he was building his first office in Virginia beach. He said, Hey, why don't you build an ISA team for me? You've already done all that. 
I said, dude, I'm not going to Virginia. Get out of here. Yeah. He called me back when he first franchised and he had three offices. And every time I, this guy was checked, I just watched him go like this all the yeah. time. And he wrote a book, right? 500, yeah. how to do yeah. 500 deals a year and not die yeah. or something yeah. like that. Ryan started out as a plumber and just decided one day he was going to build a business. And he's, he's, he's a guy that has massive mentorship around him and he's done nothing literally, but do this. Yeah. And I've, I've seen him for 10 years and every time he would try to recruit me going, you got to get with me. You gotta, and I'm like, yes, I got the golden handcuffs. I'm doing well. I'm making money. I'm learning. I'm on my plan. And he used to say to me, he's like, Josh, you're not an agent. I'd say, I don't know, man. I sold 50 homes. I, you know, million dollars in GCI total to the team. I, I feel like I'm an agent. He goes, you're not. I'm telling you right now, you're not. It's great, but you're learning skills that are no longer going to be applicable to what you're doing. And I was too young and thick headed to go. Yeah, whatever, Ryan, you're doing well. And um, finally, after all this, this soul searching and whatnot, and the Altman brother, I bought into the franchise uh, to open up 25 offices because he, I was talking to him. I said, well, I'll open up my own office here in San Diego. And he goes, well, if you're going to open up one, why, why not open 25? Right. He's like, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a, a setup and we'll, we'll coach you. And you open up one and then you go sell other ones. And now you're building businesses and you love building and, and I'll mentor you and coach you. And I was like, Gosh, that makes a ton of sense. Why build one? I mean, it's right. it's like the same thing. And so that's well, it's a different it's a different mindset, right? Somebody yeah. like Ryan thinks differently than most people. Yeah, right. And it's like he said, if you're going to open one, why not open twenty five? Well, the model works, right? Like if you look back at the KW legends, right back in the day, they hired area reps to go out and sell twenty five, and yep. all those legends that opened up twenty five and got all their royalties, built wealth. And for me, that's what it's about. It's been about changing the legacy of my family. It's about being selfless to serve others and empower them to experience the same growth. Like I feel so blessed and benefit. I, I feel so blessed because I had the right mentor at the right time. God just kept sending me the next place. And I just kept going and going because why? My parents moved. I, I went to 13 different schools. So change yeah. meant nothing to me. Yeah. And matter of fact, when I had my house and I was, I was like, holy smokes, I've been in this house for four, four years. I had to process that I'm feeling antsy. Right. This doesn't feel normal. Your whole weird. life has been a year and a half, two years, year and a half, two years, year and a half, two years. Right. And so um, I learned to bet on myself. I learned to trust in, in God. And, and, I, and, you know, sometimes I've made the wrong choice. Of like, Ooh, that wasn't God. That was just me, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, at the time it was just like, okay, we walk in faith and we do this and that. And, um, it, it's been one of those things where uh, I want to, my ultimate vision and mission is to impact thousands and thousands of people. And sometimes you can do that by, if I have 25 offices and I'm working with 25 owners, I'm impacting thousands and thousands of people. Plus I can do it anywhere in the world. Yeah. I set the example for my kids. I change everything for, I, I'm empowered to live a, a completely different life. But most importantly, I, I really feel blessed that I've had the right mentor at the right, so many people they feel like they're stuck, right? Yep. Or they feel like they're alone. And they yep. feel like, well, my mom was this way. My dad was this way. I, I went through this experience. I know I was the victim from, from 19 to 25. I was dark. I mean, I'm talking dark. And even today, I still, even with all that's going on, I go through the, my, my darkness where I've learned to really cut down yep. the time. It's a skill set, dude. It's, it's all about, it's a muscle, right? And you've got to you've got to get to a place, and you're doing that. You're literally your life story is a process 
of learning how to stay in the light and stay out of the darkness, right? Yep. And it's like, it's like you said, you know, 19 to 25 was a six year window, right? Now it's this. Yeah. Well, sometimes that, it's this, right? right? Yeah. Sometimes it's this, but we're, yeah. we're, we're, the goal is to get it to here, right? Exactly. Where? But it's, but it's a muscle. It's something you, you got to work it. You right? have to work, you gotta it. work it to get it to where you, you're right. It's a skill set. And by the way, that realization, man, and I think that a lot of people, uh, so I learned, one of the things that's great about Brian is he taught me about the system, right? The process, 20 contacts a day. There's a formula, right? He taught me about those things. And um, part of me burning out within his model was me, my habits and rejection and all the, 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 I've been here three years. There's got to, right. It was, it was a, a problem for me. And he right. was, he, Brian is, Brian's a master, man. He gonna, he's going to show up. It don't matter how he feels, don't matter how, and that can burn people out. For me, it was more about, something's wrong right this is this is too much or i don't want to work this hard and then and then i when i was going through my darkness it was almost like uh, animosity towards god mm -hmm. oh so you built me to be incredible but i'm broken so if i don't spend my time with you reading my scripture in the morning and journaling and being positive like even my happiness takes work yeah. oh this is bs i'm not i and i rejected that right and in my darkness when i get off track it's really simple for me i always know even now that um it's a muscle and it takes yeah. practice. And yeah. the, the, the amazing part is that I'm in control. Yeah. I am in control about the way I feel, the way I think, the way I act. And the, the things can be as simple as drinking a big old cup of water when I'm tired as can be at four 30 in the morning, but that's my commitment to get up. Yeah. Well, it takes everything that's worth. It takes work, right? Yep. In life, everything. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's if it's important, and you know, children, having children, right? Being a dad. Okay. Why is it when your children are grown that you have such great pride in who and how they turned out? It's because you've sacrificed for a long, long time, right? Which took a lot of toil. It took a lot of effort, took a lot, right? It's the same thing when you go and sit with a seller that's owned a house for 20 years. Okay. And they didn't know how to landscape, but they they ran all those they ran all that all that landscape piping. They didn't know how to do you know yeah. certain things, but they painted the house. Okay, they never painted before, right? Yep. They got a sunburn that that summer trying to you with me. It's yep. like you you know it's something where they and and realtors are always fascinated by how they go and sit with a with a seller, and the seller thinks that their house is worth eighty thousand dollars more. Than the smaller house or the, the larger house down the street that's actually in better shape. Yeah. It's because of all the toil and the sacrifice, right? That's what you've done with your life, Josh. You've you've toiled and you've sacrificed and you've worked your tail off, right? Yeah. And you've gotten to a point where you've worked that muscle and now you can get out of that darkness faster, right? And yeah. you keep putting one foot in front of the other. It I takes effort. You know, here's the interesting thing that I found. And I was talking to my wife about this because we used to go through it. I'm like, man, is this what our life's going to be? Just constantly like next move, next move, next level, next level. Because every time you go through a level, you got to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And it's like, right. man, this is constant. Like it's been relentless. Like, is this what our life is? And and so there have been times where I was like, you know what? I'm drinking four days a week, four drinks a night for three or four months because I'm just done. And, I, and I've, I've, I, I learned that behavior, right? And I've had to yeah. work on that as well. And what I've realized is that whether you're doing the work or you're not doing the work, it's the same amount of work because, yeah. because the thought of I'm tired, I can't keep this up. I don't want to do it. It's, 
it's the same amount of energy and the same amount of pain is I'm nervous. My business is going down. I don't, I don't feel successful. I feel worthless. I feel, I feel lost. It's the same energy. Yeah, it certainly is. So you might as well be tired and moving forward. You might as well. All right. People think it's more work. It's the same work. It's it just, is. it's just, it's just, you know, which one's harder roofing, right. roofing or pouring concrete. They're the same. They're yeah. both annoying. They're both crazy. They're both, you're going to get jacked from either one, you know, like, so that's been my experience. And and for me, um, anytime I am getting darker, anytime I really want to change my life or anytime I'm off track, it's, it's really simple. Go back to the morning rituals, go back to the right. routines, cut out the alcohol, cut out the staying up late, watching stupid TV shows that are awesome that I've seen four times. And just, cause it's numbing, you know, like, get clear on the goals and just do the work that nobody wants to do. And then, and then what happens almost instantaneously, you change that vibration, you start going down that path and things start coming in your way and then you get re-energized. That's it. Right? That's and wisdom, it, baby. That's wisdom right there. For me, it always goes back to, uh, you know, I get tired and I found the only thing that really, really helps me get juiced up is scripture and going down that road. And it's always like, Hey, when you're tired, come back to me, I'll refresh you and renew you. Yep. And if you focus on me, I'll grant you everything else. And I'm like, well, that seems like a shortcut. There you go. There you go. Then, I, then you got to wrestle with, am I only doing it for the shortcut? And uh, the Philippians talks about, uh, Philippians talks about, he goes, uh, he goes, some of you guys are preaching because you're joyful. Some of you guys are preaching because you're envious and, and, and have a rivalry. But at the end of the day, the message is getting preached. So who cares? So I've learned to go, you know what, what whatever I'm doing, it's working. So it'll be all right. We'll, we'll settle like you that said, one the up work. It's like you said, the work is the work is the work, right? Yeah. You're going to feel however you feel about it regardless. Yeah. But the work is the work is the work. You put one foot in front of the other and you just keep making progress. So let me ask you this. Yeah. You've joined first class real estate. You're super excited about it. I can tell what an amazing guy to work with, right, Ryan? Yeah. And yeah. so let's let's talk about the 20. Where are the 25 offices going to go? Uh, I'm, I'm in search right now for, uh, you know, uh, I'm in search right now for people that are on the same journey that people are, are looking to help empower people to get to the next level. You know, we have a, we have a say saying, you know, our first core value is, uh, you know, uh, foundation of being, being foundation, uh, foundation with God. And we, we talk about how our mission is to change lives and, and sell a few homes along the way. Right. We're in right. the business of changing lives. And, and so, uh, you know, I'm in talks with somebody to to open up a, a office in Huntsville, which we're, we'll be launching here in a little while. My main priority 90% of my work right now is working on finding agents that are, are looking to grow teams and looking to grow businesses and franchises. And um, right now I've got, I've got teams that are out there hunting for, you know, there's brokers that have been in the business 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. They are looking, man, do I, do I get the energy and do the spring chicken through another shifting market? Or, you know, how do I learn technology? How do I learn lead gen? Who, do I, do I want to do training? I don't know if I want to do this stuff. We're partnering up with people like that and we're plugging them in. But um, ultimately me, 100% ownership. I want San Diego. I want Riverside. I want Temecula. I want Palm Springs because I want some write-offs because I sure. love to go there. Absolutely. Uh, maybe Big Bear, Orange County. I'll have five or six here Southern. So I need partners in those areas that are going to be you know, running in and out in, in the day-to-day -day and, and let me plug in on all the recruiting, the training, the lead gen, the sales, the, the scripting, the, the agent attraction, the YouTube content, all that stuff. I'll handle all that. You just run the business. But outside of that, um, 
it's wherever God, God will bring me. Right. Like I never planned to have one in Huntsville, Alabama, right. um, but I ran into somebody that is on a very similar mission and loves the value that, uh, and, and my, my mindset and, and what I bring to the table. And he's like, let's do one in Huntsville. And I'm like, you want to run in Huntsville? He's like, I want to live in Huntsville, you know, 40, 50% of the time. And I want to take that. Great. I'll plug all my stuff in there. Don't expect me to go to Huntsville very often because I, I don't like to leave my family. I, I'm, I'm super stingy. Brian and I have that in common yeah. and when it comes to when it comes to family time and uh, the people will show up. Just like my, you know, I, I lean back into my relationships. So, you know, I wasn't looking for Boomtown. I wasn't looking for this. I wasn't looking for that. Those people will show up. And if it's Utah, if it's Idaho, if it's, I don't care. Like, where are we going to go impact people? Great. Let's go. That's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. I've actually had probably six conversations about Huntsville, Alabama in the last two weeks. You know, Unreal. he said, he told me about Huntsville and I'm like, Alabama. Yeah. Like, all I could think about is, is Forrest Gump, Greenbow, yep. Alabama, yep. right? And I'm like, yep. and he's like, do you know anything about Huntsville? I'm like, I know it's in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And he's like, have you ever been there? I was like, hell no. Yeah. And and no joke. He's like, man. And he started going down the list of the tech and the the space and, and the engineers and the, the money and the- The, the FBI, War College, DOD. I mean, it's- Like, it's this, he's dude, like, it's he's amazing. like every- everything outside of Huntsville is Alabama. And he goes, you got to go. And I said, well, that was a great sales pitch. I, I could see why other people would want to go, you know, feel felt found. But uh, uh, so apparently it's awesome. And so we're, we're working on that. And, and um, that's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. That's cool, buddy. Well, I'm happy for you. So the 25 are not limited to Southern California. It sounds like you've got opportunity nationwide. I go nationwide. Okay, go cool. Yeah. So people know where to reach out if they're looking to if they're looking to open a franchise, a real estate franchise, they know where to where to where to reach out. Yeah, the beautiful part about this is is it um, we're the first virtual franchise. We're one of the fastest growing franchise. I mean, even EXP, LPT, Real, all these guys that are doing that stuff. Even the people that know about what we're doing is like that's a cool model, yeah. and it's not something that exists. And we've got a flat fee model. We've got a a split model. We've got all kinds of things different built in. I mean, it's a plug and play and the costs are super lean. Yeah. So, um, you know, agents need to cut their costs. Owners need to cut their costs. They need to maximize value. And Ryan is a genius when it comes to how he built it. I mean, technically I don't actually need a second office in California because he built it to where I could take all of California in one office. The reason why I'm going to have multiple locations is because I need a partner in that franchise and so to segment the the businesses and to make sure that they're empowered to have ownership and equity and, and make sure it's really relevant and fair i see that but it, it doesn't like somebody could be in one state with one broker and have access to the whole state you don't have to actually because it's virtual yeah that's cool yeah. man that's awesome well i'd love to get ryan on the podcast so right. hook me up will you yeah all right bud well, listen, yeah. is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we sign off? Uh, how can I help you? Well, you already did. You already <laughs> did. This has been amazing. I really, really enjoyed our time together. It was great to meet you. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting you in, in person, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything I can do to help you, I'm here for you. Okay. I, you're, you're uh, absolutely welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've heard nothing but amazing things and, and you haven't, you haven't, come in short. Uh, I am going to Virginia Beach here 
in a, a couple of weeks, I'm going to be hanging out with Ryan and I will make sure that I get you your, your next guest on, well, one of your next guests on the show. That'd be awesome, buddy. I sure appreciate you. You're Thanks welcome, man. Your time. Thanks for being on the Mike Lipton experience. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care, bud. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Lipton experience. If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.